The Football Pod on OTB Sports. Have you ever seen a team like Limerick that are so physically dominant? They're yeah, absolutely oh. financially <laughs> dominant. <laughs> the Football Pod is available every Tuesday exclusively on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. We're turning our attention to hurling. Aidan Fogarty's with us. Aidan, good morning to you. Morning, lads. How are you doing? Nice, quiet um, Kilkenny-Galway clash coming next weekend, which is kind of a, a little bit under the radar. We figured time for us to turn a bit of a spotlight onto it. Uh, how are you feeling about this? Yeah, um, it's a strange one, Ger. Um It's hard to know how I feel, really. It's as, <coughs> once the fixture was made last year, the first thing, of course, was the, the Brian Cody and Henry Shefflin uh, debacle. So it's as... Just like the, the the greatest manager of all time, and he's coming up against his lieutenant. So it's his, uh, yeah, it's, it's a very very strange one. Big game in Salt Hill, and uh, it's hard to know which way to go. Like it, looking at the, the championship so far, it's hard to tell if Kenny are going well or if Galway are going well. It's um, it's, it's just so hard to tell. But uh, I'm sure the media, Jerry, will blow this one up for uh, for the weekend anyway. What would be your headline on it? Would it be Master versus Apprentice, Teacher versus Teacher's Pet? <laughs> Uh, teacher's pet definitely I'd say yeah <laughs> I know look the boys are professional they're not going to make it about them like it's not about Brian Cody it's not about Henry Shefflin the lads will be concentrating about uh, Galway and be tra- concentrating about Kilkenny and that's what it's about it's not about the two boys at all and it's about getting two points on the board and uh, getting to the next stage of the of the championship um, this seems like it's a new Kilkenny team like it's hard, it's hard to say that obviously because obviously there are so many of the players who we are very familiar with but it does seem like there's been an evolution in style. There's been some significant changes in personnel. Some players have new positions. It feels like it's this. It's not year one. Obviously, it's never going to be year one when Cody's involved. But it, like, there's a bang of this could actually be. We need to think about them as a different team as opposed to it's the same team from the last couple of years. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think um, Jordan Lee. I think Brian found the new players. Um, Mikey Butler is a big find for me in a corner back. If I bring back the last day. Uh, Blanchfield as well, um, strengthened it up, had a, some, uh, had a great league. Um, and you're dead right, just a change in personnel and a change in style, the way they play, and the more confidence in the way they play. Um, you know, they're, they're playing the, the short game, they're playing the through the lines a bit more, and they're mixing it with the short and the long. Now, in saying that, it's gas. Like, he's made, he's made four changes for the, the Westmead game the last day, and... He dropped Blanchfield. He dropped Keane Kenny out midfield. And I was just looking at it and I was looking at the size of the players and the players that came in. You know, you had James Marr coming in midfield, strong, strong man in midfield. Donnelly came back in. Uh, Walter Walsh is at the final vein of form. So you might think Kenny are moving a bit better, but he's still gone back to the old guard a small bit. And he's gone for size. He's gone for strength. Connor Brown there, he got in centre back as well. And I'd say he's looking at down the line that perhaps if he's taken on the Galways, if he's taken on the Limericks, on the Waterfords, he is going to have to get size because I know Keane Kenny and the lads done well during the league, but at the end of the day, there is no comparison between league and championship. And if you're not physically built to take on these guys, and even seeing it against Waterford Limerick the weekend, Watford struggled to get through the half-back line there, taking hits and knocks. And they, they, they need the big guys back and they need them playing well. And I suppose if you look at Kilkenny, like who, who have they really played? Have they been tested? This is the thing. If you even look through, through the league, it was Dublin, Leash, Antrim. They played a Watford team that was um, 
that was true to a, to a semi-final already. And then they played Cork and, you know, were defeated pretty well in the end in the second half performance uh, against maybe a Cork team that are not firing in all cylinders. Um, you know, and then they started the championship playing Leash and Westmead. So Kilkenny have not been tested. We don't really know uh, how, how they're going. Yes, they look like a, a better outfit, but the only time they have been tested and defeated was against Cork. And in the second half of that, what I'd be afraid of, they went back to the old style. They panicked a bit. So we all know Brian Cody's traditionalist, win your own ball, 50-50 ball into the square. And I just wonder, is the real belief there when it comes down to the crunch, when they're really under pressure, do the players on the field really believe and stick to the game plan of playing it through the line? Because when they went long, that's what the downfall was. I mean, we would expect them to be under pressure this weekend. But again, as you say, the league form has so far proven to be largely irrelevant, maybe with the exception of, of Waterford being as good in the championship as they have been in the league. We don't know where Galway are. That's the other massive unknown heading into this weekend. What's the truth about them? Yeah, Galway, like, they're such an unknown entity. Like, they're, they're the Jack and the Hyde of hurling. Like, if Galway turn up, they can absolutely annihilate you. And I think Henry was disappointed, obviously, with the result down in Wexford Park. Uh, it's a game they should have won. They were six points up with eight minutes to go. They should have seen it out. And only for a controversial lead chin score at the end, got, got the draw. But really, Galway should have came out of there with two points. Um, obviously, last weekend put up a high score and that's the thing in the in the championship uh, and playing these teams it could go down to scoring difference and that's why you have to be racking up massive scores because um, if you're on the same points it's going to come down to scoring difference so Galway last weekend looked superb but it was again no disrespect to West Mead you want to be beating West Mead if you're in contention to a Leinster final or getting to an Ireland series um, so they're an unknown entity um, but I think Gal- or Henry will have Galway just firing at the weekend it's in Salt Hill uh, it's a massive game. This is the game that has been penciled in from, from day one uh, in, in the Leinster Championship. And they are an unknown entity. And as I said, Galway could turn up and blow you out of the water. But I think it's, it's, it'll be a close game. I think Kenny, Kenny are playing well. And I said that, that the changes they have made have improved them. And they're playing to a better style. And it's just if they stick to that style, they're going to be a hard team to beat. But uh, yeah, Galway, Galway are always there, thereabouts. And they could take off if they win... Sunday they could take off and it could be Ireland contenders in the space of five minutes you know It sounds like you're not overly convinced on whether or not Kilkenny are going to stick to this style of play and like what, what does that say about this team that maybe they're not they're not sure about it Yeah I, I think they're, they're just not sure but maybe there's just the league and the, la- the lack of maybe time wise because it's just match on match on match and for these things to come off and even see maybe against Tipperary the weekend you have to be in training and even to put one aspect of a strategy into your game plan yeah have to be in training and doing it constantly and constantly and constantly like these things just don't happen overnight and when the guys are so used to maybe playing the long ball and winning your own ball and like when you say that you play to your strengths you have Walter Welsh you have TJ Reid you have John Donnelly great men in the air so maybe there's a reason to play the long ball but just against Cork it just faded out so my only worry would be if they panic and go, and go back to that style but Maybe during the, the championship and the few training sessions they have that they'll stick to it. And uh, look, they, they have to mix it both ways anyway. Yeah. Like, do, do you think that they're playing to their strengths now or have they moved away from playing to their strengths? No, look, I think they're playing to their strengths. Yeah. I think um, look, they're pulling out uh, a third midfielder. They're leaving two inside. They're getting into the middle third. Look, it's amazing. Like, when, they're, when they're champions, they're just looking at the Limerick style of play and they're getting into the middle third and then they're looking up um, and they're playing it into the full forward line of Billy Ryan where she's darting here and there 
and TJ Reid started the last day at full forward. So they have a target man in the air, which is always Brian Cody's um, ethos anyway. Have a ball winner in there. And then you have Billy Ryan playing off them and um, the, the half forwards swarming in around as well. So they've definitely changed their style. Like Even for Cody to bring out a third midfielder would be kind of unheard of unless the other team, the other opposition brought a player. But for him to kind of do it off the cuff straight away, straight away that's a, that, that, that's a change in style. And it suits the Kilkenny team. You know, Liam Keown, or Mossy Keown, started there for the league most days as well. And, and he was playing to, to, to that kind of format and, and played very well. So Kilkenny are playing to a good strategy when they're on top. So like, when it gets to the middle third, they're playing decent ball in. Before, they were just hitting sky balls in, but now they're putting it to the left and right of the player, like any team is trying to do. They're trying to get it to that middle third, trying to have then the halfback have a look and put a perfect ball in uh, to the guys to give them the, the, the 70-30 chance of, of putting it over the bar. You know, and that's, that's the way they're playing. Uh, what's the crack with Adrian Mullen out at midfield? Is that like, you can do that, get him some game time out there? Like... Uh, or is that maybe something that they're thinking about further down the line? You need a massive scoring power from further out the field? I think so. I think Adrian Mullen probably has been fired in all cylinders since his injury. And um, he's back in the team and he, he needs game time. And he he needs he needs 70 minutes in him. And he needs to build up his confidence. And midfield is a type of area where there's a lot of ball. He can get onto a lot of ball and he can go forward and Adrian Mullen is, is a brilliant forward but he hasn't been playing that well in the forward line and in midfield you get more to express yourself in midfield you're not kind of marking a player you're just kind of getting around the place and getting fitness into you and I think Adrian Mullen is going to be there uh, in midfield uh, for the foreseeable and played very well the last day um, he was on team of the week um, but he needs to build up his confidence and I think forward wise there's options Kenny have a lot of options you have Cody certain corner forward came out wing forward you have Adrian Mullen in midfield he can move in and it's all about interchangeable the day of standing in your own position is totally gone so you have to have guys that are interchangeable that can move into the half forward line seamlessly and if you're under pressure in the forward in the full forward line that they can take scores from out the field and you can see in Parig Welch being sent to forward he's moving from left to right he's taking scores off the sideline which Kenny weren't able to do the last couple of years um, like we, we maybe forget a little bit about how good he could be and like he's potential hurler of the year material at some point in his career so uh, if he was to find a position that allowed him to express the full of his talent and get some of that confidence back that's a game changer yeah no it, it's huge and Kenny have struggled for midfielders uh, for the last couple of years you, know, injured. you had Liam Blanchfield going in, you had um, Richie Lahey was uh, going in, never really met it. Uh, Richie Reid was in there. So they really are looking for a midfielder to kind of nail down that position. And it's the type of position that he can roam in. We found him up in the full forward line the last day. He's back in his half backs you know, the other day. But I, I think for Mullen, I think he has the hurling, but it's just his confidence and his, la- his lack of hurling the last two years. Um, due to injury and he needs he needs to kind of get it back and time is kind of running out for him to make like he came on the scene blew the whole thing away but he has dropped his standards and maybe due, due to his injuries and things but midfielder would be a position where I'd see him uh, flourish Alright well I think everybody who loves the game wants to see him uh, express himself and, and reach his full potential so we wish him all the best with that uh, a debate that they wandered into last night on the show was um, Limerick current team versus your team we didn't tell you about this in advance, I don't think, to. we're springing <laughs> it on you now. 
<laughs> Who had John the show talking about that? <laughs> well, Mick, Mick kind of wandered into it accidentally when he was talking about um, how any one of that Limerick team can end up being man of the match. And I was like, I don't know, if, I, if you look back at the track record of All-Ireland Finals that you won, it wasn't Henry man of the match in every game. It was actually a random selection of people. Brian Cody. Who were, who were man of the match. Did they give Cody one year? Oh, eight, yeah. For the five in a row. And that was ridiculous. Oh, uh, eight, uh, Brian got man of the match. Yeah, I think Eddie Brennan scored about 2-1 that day. He was disgusted in the US. <laughs> Do you win a car from out of the match? Was there something? There was something ridiculous. No, you, you get a bit, of, a bit of crystal, yeah. Right. So, okay. There's a car. It's ABC not together. All right. This is this is the good stuff. Uh, so, in your head, when you've been thinking about this, which I'm sure it's at various stages, people have asked, but this this Limerick team are really good. They're really, 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 really good. We know they're very good. How would they match up against you guys? Yeah, uh, <laughs> really throwing me in the spot here, Gerard. Right? Um, yeah, so you'd often think about taking uh, about taking them on and uh, different positions. And look, at, even for myself, I'd be looking at Sean Finn and I'd be thinking, yeah, I'd take this guy, no problem, you know. And <laughs> it's as easy to say if you're sitting on your couch uh, on a Sunday evening saying, yeah, I'll, I'll take him there, no problem. But uh, yeah, to be serious matchups, <laughs> to be a serious contest. And as you said, look, Wicked Kenny, the thing was when someone didn't perform, as in like maybe a Henry or, you know, a Tommy Welsh or a JJ. Then you had a Jackie Terrell stepping up. You had different lads stepping up at different times. And that's what's kind of happening to Limerick. And we had this fantastic panel of guys coming off the bench. And it was all kind of, uh, Osher looked to Kenny's second team would be the, the second best team in Ireland. This kind of this kind of crazy talk, you know. But um, yeah, you'd, ha- you'd have to get the matchups. I think uh, Hegarty on uh, Eddie Brennan and uh, Brian Hogan on Keane Lynch and the, the, we, we never really well when we say we never did stats we did stats but I think Brian never really called him stats they were just kind of meetings about what we were going to do and things and uh, I think we'd have to sit down and we'd have to really um, really think about who, who we're going to be on but I, a lot of it would be just a dog fight um, you know in fairness our team it was just, it was just the fight um, the, the fight that was in us um, and, and Limerick are really showing that um, when I was thinking about Limerick this year and kind of comparing it to ourselves I was thinking what do they have to do to kind of keep the thing going? And there was two things for me that stood out. I said they have to keep the hunger in themselves, which they've proven, um, you know, their tackling, their intensity, their drive and just their, their, their mentality has to be there. And, and that's there in droves. And, you know, maybe just do something different. Um, from our point of view, probably 2009, 2010, 11, with that great Tipperary team, we felt as if we were slipping, just not slipping, but teams are beginning to catch us just slightly. And we just felt that we had to do something different. And even um, Kinnert by pushing up um, Kyle Hayes, that was something different straight away up to the full forward line. So if to keep the hunger in the panel, uh, do something different, nothing major, nothing fantastic, but just keep teams thinking on their toes that you're not too, um, you're not, uh, you know, that, that the teams won't know that what you're going to be doing from day in and day out. And, My- um my current argument is that your team is better, right? It's still TBC in history. Obviously, Jared. Well, <laughs> time, the time is on Limerick's side, right? The one thing that you guys had was that you had great rivals in that there was a brilliant Cork team who obviously ended up imploding a bit because of the strikes that was at the start of your your period of time being a great team. But that was an, like a, a, a team which had absolute legends of the game. And then the great Tipperary team came along and stopped the five in a row. But in a way, that actually retrospectively makes your rivalry with them even stronger that they were good enough to actually win and to get over the line Limerick 
have had good individual teams. Galway came and won their All-Ireland and then went away. Since then, they haven't had a team who have been clearly the second best team or who are good enough to push them. Like, they kind of need Waterford. If, if, if history is going to judge them as an all-time great team, they need Waterford to get there and to be an all-time, to be a, a team that can win an All-Ireland. I guess what I'm saying is you had better opposition over that period at the start and at the end. In the middle, certainly you were winning All-Irelands and um, none of those teams were, were able to hold a candle to you. At the moment, Limerick needs somebody to emerge from the pack who are nearly as good as them and who actually beat them once to make us all think, actually, you know what, this is an all-time great team. Yeah, it's a valid point. And it's a point that we would have talked about before. Um, you know, I just said the Cork team came along when we were there. Then there was a, a very good Waterford team, probably coming to the end, the small bit with the Tony Browns and the Ken McGraths. Then you had the great Tipperary team, um, fantastic team uh, through the years. So we had massive rivalries through the years and teams that could possibly take us down on any given day. And that kind of heightens the sport. If you look at any sport, if you look at soccer or rugby, whatever, when you have a rivalry and you're just barely winning the games and getting over and just the intensity and the, the aura around it, you suddenly just become a kind of a better team. And I'm not running down Limerick at all. They're fantastic, but you know, you nearly would love a Kilkenny team that maybe that we have in this day and age, just to put them to the pin of the collar, see what they're see what they're all about. You know? Because if you look at Tip, Tip are probably in transition a small bit. Kilkenny the last couple of years uh, trying to find a few players a small bit of transition as well. Uh, Watford went off the boil for a while, um, albeit they're probably the second best team in the country as well. Uh, Galway as well lost a, a lot of high profile players as well, and uh, Clare kind of had to do a rebuilding strategy with Lowen. All in the last three to four years when Limerick will come along the scene. And that's not running down Limerick, fantastic. They've won at Ireland's and um, they, they are the best team in the country. But as you said yourself, you nearly want, Watford are probably the closest and you, you nearly need a team just to be kind of testing them at times and showing how kind of frail they can be maybe during the matches and they're there for the taking. You, and then, th sorry, go ahead. That, that would probably then, then you'd be saying, right, well, these guys are actually, they have the mentality for this they are they're made of steel you know they're hard men to beat mix them anyways then you really see that the Limerick come out and I think you would see it if you had a rivalry I think Limerick would still be be, be on top that's the thing to make him to make him a greater team so you say you'd take Sean Finn if we can uh, go into this time machine and tag your player manager of the Kilkenny team and you're up against Limerick let's go through some of the matchups who's marking Garrod Hegarty first of all Road Hegarty, I would put. Who would you put? I wouldn't put Sheffield on Road. I would put probably an Eddie Brennan, probably a guy to turn. No, actually, hold on. Eddie Brennan would be in the wing for Hegarty, Tommy Welch. Tommy Welch <laughs> and Hegarty. So then there's only one. There's only one man for him. Yeah. So Tommy Welch. Who, who yeah. goes on Keane Lynch then if, if Welch is occupied? Keane Lynch. I uh, I push up Brian Hogan on to him. Yeah. Brian Hogan. Okay. And, uh, uh, what about Kyle Hayes then? I'll only do forties, by the way. Kyle Hayes, is he full forward or is he, is he wing back? <laughs> I, I guess, let's go with full forward, let's go with the current Limerick team. Full forward. I think JJ would handle um, Kyle Hayes, the full forward. I think uh, JJ would be very cute and I don't think he'd be on as much ball uh, as you'd imagine he would be, but it'd be, it'd be a serious matchup, especially in the air as well. JJ, look, he was just got in the air, so that'd be, that'd, be one, that'd be a serious matchup in the full forward line. And then Tommy was saying on Sunday that there's four pillars of, of this Limerick team. Those are three of them and the fourth one is Tom Morrissey. So who would mark Tom Morrissey from that Kilkenny team? Tom Morrissey, I think uh, I think he put a runner on Tom Morrissey. I think uh, he likes maybe, yeah. No, and Eddie, we put Eddie Brennan on um, Parry Mar before uh, on the wing back line. And 
Eddie just we just went at him and, and just turned him. Mm. And I think if you if you run at that half back line of Limerick, um, there could be frailties there. It's either getting the ball over the half back line or get them on their back feet and turn them. Um, that's the, that's what I'd be trying to do, and I'd be putting pace in there big time, uh, and I'm putting ball winners as well. You know, you still have you still have Henry Shefflin there. You have Gorta there as well. Richie in, Power, in the square, I think if Richie Power, Richie Hogan, T.J. Reid. It's not a bad um, team. No, it's, 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 it's possibly the best team of all time. <laughs> and I haven't even mentioned my own name yet. There you go. Well, you're you're, you're player team. manager, so it's... Uh, well, you don't have Cody, you see now, actually, as a result of that. Yeah, yeah. I, I might play sweeper, get the handy roll. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, who's Jackie Terrell picking up? Jackie Terrell is a uh, hurling glan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, wow. To be, to, be met, to be med firm, I think. Uh, fire with fire. Absolutely fire a fire. Uh, you know, Galan's a bit of a hothead. Uh, Jackie took no took no crap from anybody. Um, and when you give Jackie a job, I remember we, we, we put him on Lark Harbour there over the years, and he was so meticulous. You know, he even he even knew what boots Lark Harbour was wearing. So if he was on the ground, he'd have a quick look up. And if he saw a pair of boots, that was Lark and he's up and gone. So I think uh, I think Galan and Jackie would be a serious, serious contest. And the thing is, at the way Limerick play, they're trying to isolate Galan the whole time. Mm. Jackie would love that. We need some kind of um, AI computer programmer to to program these games. So yeah, what was that show on Bravo Ultimate Warrior? Was it called? Or uh, and they would like put people from like various like a gladiator up against uh, World War Two um, uh, soldier and see who would actually win. We need we need to get those people to do a high budget Limerick versus Kilkenny match. See who would actually come out on top. I I, I sense that you think that those Kilkenny players would win most of those matchups. Um, well, look, I'm not going to let down my own. So um, I would, I would. To be fair, look, as I said, we're the type of team that I remember Tipper as in 2010, and all we could think of was Tipperary. We didn't mention it in the dressing room. We didn't talk about them really in the dressing room until the, the, the day actually came. But in the backs of our heads, all we wanted was Tipperary, and I think uh, we'd be we'd be fair up for it. We'd be fair driven, and I think we'd have the hurlers and the bite and the 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 the. the you know the physicality as well. I know these lads are machines, and but um, you um, know, give us give us give us a couple of years to be in the gym, and we go back and we bulk up and we yeah. <laughs> we take them on. Am I right in saying the five in a row is Henry's cruciate? That's what that's that game, isn't it? Lars Hattrick is Henry's cruciate. Same game, is it? Yeah, yeah, same game. Yeah, and Brian Hogan was injured as well. John Henderson was centre back, and Brian Hogan was missing as well. So Brian and Henry was out. Yeah, yeah. It's really unfortunate that for the biggest game of the history moment that the best player of all time is unavailable. Or like played yeah, 12 minutes. Yeah. He played 12 minutes and yeah. hobbled off, yeah. But like in fairness, that day, <coughs> Tipperary were... No, they were great. Sublime. They were. But they were, you'd love to see yeah. what, like, if, if Lars scores his hat-trick and Henry's playing, what, what the outcome is. Maybe they still win. and Maybe it's like they win by a point. But it's, um, it's one of those moments that will, again, we can speculate in the, in the darkness. Anyway, look, we, we, we ended up talking about all that. One last thing, right? Uh, Claire. Are Claire, are Claire a team now that everybody needs to be scared of? Because they suddenly have a forward line that has confidence and depth. And it's not just Tony Kelly anymore. <clears throat> yeah, I was thinking about this. I was thinking, but would, would I be afraid to go to play Claire? I probably wouldn't be afraid. I probably think that I, I, I could be. We could beat them. Um, but in saying that, if you're looking at the teams around, and we mentioned it maybe beforehand, maybe the teams aren't at at, at that levels that they were before. Claire are probably looking for third place. They're up against Cork uh, this weekend. An absolute massive game. But the thing with Claire is, and I, 
I fancy Clare before the Munster Championship. Um, I didn't see a whole lot of them, but I know the way Brian Lohan um, puts a team together and he's mixing it both ways. There's a fight in them and he has a direct ball. Look, he's a bit old school. He has um, Peter Dogan in the full forward line, Shane O'Donnell back going well. I just said Tony Kelly, not the main man, uh, John Conlon. They look just very good. Um, well set up, a real hard team to beat. But they played a Tipperary team maybe that were very poor on the day as well. So there's six of one and half a dozen of the other. But I would think they might scrape through for third place. And if they got a bit of momentum, got their tails up, they could go a long way. They, they really could. I think, um, you know, they played direct. Um, they played really, really good hurling. Their backs are swarming. Um, but have they shown their cards? That That's the thing. Like, it's championship to championship. You have to show your cards at some stage. Um, but would I be really, really afraid of meeting them in the Ireland final? Possibly not yet. No, but you definitely would give them the opportunity to progress. And this game, this weekend, if if they do what we think they can do to Cork, then all of a sudden, like, I, th- I just think that they have enough talent there that on a day, Tony Kelly could go crazy and score 211 and suddenly it's like, oh, how did that come from? Like, he's that good. So we're, we're, we'll we'll have an opportunity to reflect on that um, this time next week, hopefully. Aidan, great stuff. Thanks a million for joining us this morning. Cheers. Thanks a million, lads. Appreciate it. It's uh, Aidan Fogarty there. I mean, it was a good team they had. It's hard to argue. We didn't even mention Owen Larkin. That forward line is unbelievable. Yeah, it's an absolutely outrageous team. There's definitely a bit of recency bias in anybody who says that Limerick are definitely better. Like, obviously, the, the reason why the conversation has come up, though, I think, is because of the manner in which they won the All-Ireland final last year. It was just a complete destruction, and it did have hallmarks of 2008 about it. So I think that really kind of intensified the conversation. I remember Eddie Brennan being on the show, I think, a couple of days afterwards, and it was like, who the Jets on this just yet uh, that there is like, and I do think that there's he, he's, uh, there's obviously a reason why he's saying that but also I think we sometimes just forget how awesome that Kilkenny team was even though it's pretty hard to forget that Young TJ Young Richie Hogan TJ was captain in 2010 wasn't he that would have he would have lifted Liam McCarthy as uh, the cap to five in a row like I don't know if you recall but uh, Henry Henry showed up to training and was at training and there was like multiple thousands it was like the 1978 All Blacks game and uh, I remember there was a piece on that night on Off the Ball and one of the local reporters was like it's like Lazarus risen from the dead but if they just said no he's not playing would that have completely changed everything and the game plan would have been completely different and so he wouldn't have been involved and you know Richie Hogan would have started well, it was it was definitely better than him playing twelve minutes. I think I think that completely that was definitely the worst case scenario. But they must have known going into that game that there was a live chance that, that could have happened. They must have. They must have. All right. Okay. Uh, the debate. The debate will last forever. It turns out. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.